this interesting story, um, and it's such a bizarre story. It's a it's an old, a man who has pled not guilty uh, yesterday to setting his Ohio home on fire. Uh, basically, he told the authorities when he saw the fire September 19th inside his uh, home, he packed some belongings in a suitcase and bags, broke a window with his cane, threw the items out the window before carrying them to his car, and he got out safe and sound. House apparently sustained a lot of damage, and so I guess this is kind of a fraud case now because they investigated it, and I I believe that neighbors said they smelled gasoline, and uh, there was so there's some reports from some other people who said they smelled gasoline, and there was also key pieces of evidence in the court case, including, I believe, that they found some gasoline on his clothes that he was wearing. So there were question marks. But what the court did to get even more evidence against this guy who still has to follow through in court, uh, I believe that court date is uh, upcoming, is they decided to access the records, the the um, records that are attached to his cardiac pacemaker. So they got a search warrant. They retrieved the electronic data stored in his heart, in the device, in the pacemaker. And that data, including uh, his heart rate, his his pacemaker demand, the, the uh, cardiac rhythms before and during and after the fire, allowed a cardiologist to look at it and figure out the probability of him actually shoving everything into his bags while there's a fire in his house, breaking the window and getting out of the window okay. And that is their major defense. They're using these uh, this piece of evidence for the court case. Uh, to me, yeah, I'm not claiming he might not have he might have uh, done something that. Uh, or might not have done something that's illegal. But I think it's like it's a bit of an overreach when we can go inside a piece of um, a mechanical item in your body and uh, look for evidence in a case. It speaks to me of, uh, uh, you know, a lack of concern for someone's privacy. I know that they could be a criminal, but it seems weird. So we're reaching uh, Dr. Ann Kavukian, who is the executive director of the Privacy and Big Data Institute at Ryerson University and former Privacy Commissioner of Ontario. And you always have fantastic out <laughs> outlooks on uh, these kind of cases. So that's why I got you on. Well, Kelly, I'm sure you can imagine what I'm going to say here. <laughs> well, I mean, this raises privacy it's concerns. Oh, it's outrageous. But it, not only is it outrageous, but um, in terms of their accessing your own health information, it's medical data within your body. And in the States, we have it here too in Canada, but this is a U.S. case, they have the Fifth Amendment, which is a right against self-incrimination. You are not compelled, you cannot be forced to incriminate yourself. And that's been a long-standing right, mm-hmm. that you cannot be compelled to give testimony against yourself. And this would fall into that category. Um, You know, when the Fifth Amendment was written, and I'm sure they didn't have pacemakers and other (laughs) new instruments that were inserted into the body. But to me, I view this the same way, that I don't think people should be compelled to give up information that is extracted from their bodies without their consent. And that's what they've done here uh, by making this data available to the cardiologist who then, you know, decided it was improbable. But even that is such a tenuous term. But leave that as it may, to compel individuals to turn over protected health data to Mm -hmm. law enforcement completely erodes your privacy rights. Yeah, this information is gathered to monitor the patient's heart rate and their, uh, their health, not as crime prevention. Absolutely. I I was um, telling a producer, um, 
I, I have a pump and a shunt in my head, mm. and it flows out supraspinal fluid through through this shunt, a tube. And I thought, no one had ever said anything to me about, you know, potentially accessing that data for other purposes. I, it's just... I think it's outrageous when your own health data, the most personal, the most sensitive of all health information that exists, can be accessed by law enforcement without your permission or consent. I I just think that flies in the face of privacy. And I think people are going to be listening to this and saying, well, if he is an arsonist, if he set his own house on fire, then you're kind of defending a a criminal here because, yaha, we caught you. You know, this wasn't a good person, but we're not really coming to the defense of an arsonist. We're coming to the defense of privacy. And this is another one of those stories where your privacy is being whittled away and whittled away. And when you can show an example of someone who may be up to something nefarious, people tend to think, oh, okay, well, I'm okay. I'm not going to do anything. I'm all right with someone accessing that information. But that there is a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. And right at the beginning, when the Charter of Rights and Freedoms were developed, that Fifth Amendment existed a long time ago against self-incrimination. So it's not just relating to these new technologies in terms of health instruments and data that are within your body. But long before that, there was this whole notion that incriminating yourself, uh, defined as exposing oneself uh, to an accusation or a charge of a crime, um, was, was not on, that it was a right that you had, a privilege against compelled uh, self-incrimination. And that's a very important part of the Constitution, to be able to refuse to answer questions or otherwise give testimony against oneself. How do you think the argument's going to go if they say, well, yeah, well, you're not incriminating yourself. It's a piece of machine machinery that was monitoring it's you. Within that- my body. Uh, in terms of privacy, privacy is associated with yourself in terms of your physical um, body uh-huh. or your home, you know, your, your house is your, your home is your castle, it's sacrosanct. These are things that when things are placed within your body, that's part of you. No one's going to say, well, it's an external object. And it's ridiculous. It's within your body. So I, I reject that argument. And I think the right against self-incrimination applies here in a very big way. I think uh, these, uh, the Fifth Amendment, etc., will have to evolve to g- include these new uh, medical devices, et cetera, that can be incriminating. And I think you will see an extension to that as part of the, the physical body. Do you think this will be thrown out? The judge would look at this evidence that was, uh, you know, it, the warrant was uh, was secured to search it, for search for it and retrieve the electronic data. And then, of course, they got the, the cardiologist to review it. Do you think that evidence will be thrown out? I mean, they've gone this far in the case already. I, I if I was a betting person, I would say it probably won't be thrown out. Because wow. they'll, they'll say, I'm guessing, obviously, yeah. um, they'll say that they had a lawful a warrant. So it wasn't like the police just did this on their own. They went to get a search warrant. A judge uh, you know, signed off on it. So I think that gives uh, the law enforcement side additional mm-hmm. strength. And I think that's why this may need to be appealed if it goes mm-hmm. in that direction to develop this argument against self-incrimination that it extends to um, new devices which are imposed in your body and that that falls under your your control, or it should, in my view. Well, and settling president will be uh, set if that's the case. Oh, we'll have to follow this. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Dr. Kavukian, as always, we really appreciate you being on the show and uh, talking about this because I think privacy is something that we cannot lose sight of. It's my pleasure, Kelly, as Thank always. You. Cheers. Bye-bye.